Hello, my name is Rose Cortine, and you're listening to the Talking Teenage Life podcast. Do you often feel unsure what direction your life is going in? Does the career advice at school lack the guidance you need? Are you feeling apprehensive about making choices that could impact your future? This fourth series of Talking Teenage Life will lead you to answering seven simple questions that will help create your future. So thank you for joining me again today, Trevor. Um, and I'm really looking forward to chatting you about the first question of this new series. So the first question that we think you should answer or talk about is what do I love can you help us Trevor what exactly do you mean when you ask the question what do I love yeah so I think the question what do I love comes from trying to understand how our human nature our personality works so you know a a human being is full of energy full of a, a life force if you like all of us um and it expresses itself obviously physically and in our thinking and in our feeling and so there's all this energy inside of us and all of that energy is a clue to your own uniqueness <laughs> because when your energy goes up you will move in that direction when your energy goes down you won't move in that direction so in this first question while we start saying well you know what 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 do I want to do with my life? Who do I want to become? What kind of career or whatever? First place to start is, well, what do you love? And I'm, I'm going to keep on saying this throughout the episodes. The thing we've got to keep guarding against is trying to come up with the answer. So let's say, oh, I love playing football, so I want to become a professional footballer. Don't jump to the answer too quickly. Just stick with what do you love and put it down in your notebook um, that we talked about last time resist the urge to come up with the solution let that emerge over time because what we really want to understand is who are you who are you so um so this question around what do i love will tap into where your energy is in life what what are you pulled towards what are you motivated towards so the kind of things when you're looking at that are, you know, what subjects do you love doing? And um, what is it about them that gives you energy? So let's say you say, oh, I love English. Okay, why do you love English? Because everyone will have a different answer to that question. Some will love it because they actually like the words. Some will love it because, well, you know, they love Shakespeare. And others will say, well, I hate Shakespeare, but I really love Arthur Miller. Because, well, what, why do you love Arthur Miller? Because I really love plays. Okay, so what is it about? Well, I like modern plays. I don't like old. Okay, so we just stay with that. We're just getting a picture of where your heart and energy is. So what subjects do you love doing at school? And of course, the reverse of that is which subjects are a bit of a turnoff? When we say what subjects are a turnoff is sometimes we've just got to check that they're not a turnoff because someone has, some adult has told us that we're not good at it. So you might enjoy singing, 
and some adult said, oh, I don't think you're very good singing or whatever. Don't listen to that. Listen to what you love. Um, and I had that one of my neighbors once. She loved singing and she joined the choir and um, stood up on stage and she was so nervous she sung a, a bad note and the teacher went, oh, you should never do this. And and she didn't sing for the next 30 years. Right. I mean, it was so... But she loved singing and she ended yeah. up, you know, back in a choir because that's what she she loved doing. So stay with what you love. You might love doing art and the teacher might say, well, I don't think you're really good at art. Forget that. It doesn't matter. Nobody can judge what you love because you love it. It's you. And that's what we're looking for here in this question. We're looking for these clues, these breadcrumbs to follow in, in terms of where your energy and passion is. Um, so subjects at school, what do you love? What do you do that you love? Say, well, I'm not so much fun of what I do at school, but when I get home, um, I love taking the dog for a walk. I love meeting with my friends. Okay, well, what do you do with your friends that I love? Well, we just create uh, like an adventure. Okay, so you love creating an adventure. Yeah, great. Anything else you love doing with your friends? Well, you know, we got together one day and we created a, a little magazine and we, you know, kind of sold it to our friends. I loved creating that. What did you love about doing that? Well, I love coming up with the ideas of it. Or someone I might say, I love trying to organize the ideas and pictures on a bit of paper so it looked like a bit of a newspaper. So that's what we're listening out for. What do you love about what you actually do inside school or outside school? What do you love about the way that you do things? Because we all do things in different ways. So, you know, when you think about how you do something, what do you love most about that? So I loved cycle racing when I was younger, and that's my teenage years were taken over by cycle racing. I loved racing uphill. And that was quite abnormal for a lot of people because they hated <laughs> hills. But for some strange reason, I loved racing uphill. So I started entering uphill races, you know, hill climbs they're called, things like that. Um, and I discovered I'd got the right kind of physique to climb fast up, up hills. So what do you love about the way that you do things? Um, what skills are you enjoying developing? Now think about this, because there are some obvious skills that we might do. Might be skills with your hands, you know, woodwork, metalwork, working with fabric, writing, whatever the skill might be. But think about, are there other skills that I'm learning that actually I'm quite good at. For instance, you get to go and see your granddad every week. And what you've discovered is you're really good at that. You're really good at actually sitting down with him. And, you know, he's old and he finds it difficult to talk, but you manage to get him talking. You're good at that. And you think, yeah, I really enjoy that. So that's a skill that you are developing. So it's beginning to notice some of these other little skills that people might not no, to someone might say, oh, you're really good with young children, aren't you? Or, you know, you're, you're, you're really good at organizing things. Or you're, you're really good when it comes to explaining difficult ideas. So that's also what I mean by skills. Another thing is, as you look at other people, what skills do you see in other people that you would love to learn? So you might look at someone playing the saxophone and think, oh, I'd love to learn that. Well, why the saxophone rather than the clarinet or the oboe? 
well, I just love the sound or I love the, the way they seem to move with the saxophone. So that's a clue as well. Um, think about your life experiences so far. What have you loved doing? Oh, I loved going on holiday to Austria. Well, what did you love about holiday in Austria? I loved the mountains. Well, what did you love about the mountains? Loved walking up them, climbing up them. That's what I really loved. Or someone else might say, I love the mountains because I enjoyed taking photographs of them. I love photography in the mountains. And someone else might say, I love the mountains because I saw a whole range of wildlife that I don't get to see anywhere else. So you see what I'm doing? I'm just digging a little bit deeper all the time to try and find out what is it that you really love here. Yeah. So there's just some examples of what is it you love. Yeah. So do you think then that even the things that we love, they might not necessarily link to the career path they do, but they do you think they're important because they shape who we are as a person? They definitely shape who we are as a person. And as I'll keep on saying, that is the most important thing about your life, who you are becoming. So that's important. And they will shape eventually what you love doing in terms of work. So let's take one example. Someone say, I want to get in, you know, I, I want to go into law. Well, actually, law is a massive subject. When you get to university and study law, you discover that law isn't one thing. Law is a hundred things. Yeah. All kinds of dimensions. And that's where love of something might come in and it'll come into some of the other questions. So you might say, I really love when I've been out on the streets in Ipswich or somewhere else and seen people in really dire situations sleeping on the streets. And I really just love being able to just help help them in some way go and get a sandwich or do something to help them so that tells you something doesn't it that you love that and then you go and study law and hey what what do you love doing about law Mm, i love working as a human rights lawyer i love using law to help people who are suffering injustice that's what i do so that's where this the the love bit it might directly shape what you do but it might inform what you do yeah have you always had a career that you of doing something that you love or that you're passionate about Uh, the answer to that is yes and no so I've never had one career I've never just I I was not one of those people at 16 that said this is what I want to do when I was 16 I was race cycle racing all over the country if you said what do you want to do I'd say I want to race on the tour de france so I pursued that till I could, and I realized I was just not good enough to do that. And then yeah. I thought, well, I'll be a bike mechanic on one of the teams on the Tour de France. Because that, that was where I was. So my head was so much in that. And then suddenly you're choosing options for O-levels or GCSEs and A-levels. And it's like, oh, my goodness, what, what do you want to do? And I was scrabbling to, um, to, to try and work out what, what do I want to do. And we can talk about another time. I made some bad choices. So I think it'd be worth looking at that one of the weeks about well, what happens when you realize you made the wrong choices. And this is where it's helpful to have the compass of, yeah. of answering these questions. So I have never had just one thing. I've had a number of values that were important to me that I have gone on pursuing and they've been embodied in different ways in different times in my life. Yeah. So people often pursue careers that may be seen as safe. So 
something like a doctor or like you mentioned a lawyer because those jobs have always been around and they will always be around whereas maybe something like like a singer or some something like that you have to be able to have a really big break to be able to become famous or earn enough money for that to be your career so do you think that that's because sometimes we need the reassurance to carry out a career that's just purely based on what we love and what we're passionate about um i think we've got to hold both bits there so let me give you a couple of examples so as a business coach i was coaching a guy once in banking and i'd been coaching the senior staff of this particular bank and I met this guy and he was talking. And the first thing I noticed is how his head was down. He, he seemed so kind of broken in some ways. You know, he just uh, I just thought this man seemed so discouraged. So we talked for quite a while and I just said, look, I'm really sorry. I said, but can I just pause a minute? And I said, you seem so unhappy. He said, yeah. He said, I hate my job. So I said, well, well what? He said, well... Yeah, I just hate this job in banking. I really hate it. I said, what did you want to do? He said, I always wanted to be an architect. So from a young, I got energy for drawing and I love buildings. I was passionate about architecture. In all my spare time, I'd be drawing buildings. And I said, what happened? He said, well, my dad came along and he said, when I said, I want to go to university and study architecture, he said, no, don't be so stupid. He said, he said because there's, it's an insecure job. At that time, it was. It was an insecure job. He said, you should go into banking because it will always be safe. You'll always have a job in banking. So he went into banking and it, it was killing him. Now, the other side of that is probably what the dad was concerned about was how do you protect someone from just ending up kind of on the poverty line, basically. So I think we've got to find a way of holding on to what we long to do and finding a way of earning the money to do it. And they're not necessarily the same thing. So I am passionate about mentoring young people. So I, I am a mentor for an organization called One Young World, and I'm involved in mentoring young social entrepreneurs around the world. I don't get paid a thing to do that. Um, so that means that I have to get my money from somewhere else. And one of the places I get my money from is I coach people who are professionals who can actually pay for that. Now, I enjoy that. I still enjoy doing that. So I'm not doing something I hate doing. I'm doing something I enjoy doing. And I get paid for that in order to do something that I love doing. And by doing that, it's allowed me to create the Youth Compass Project, to do that mentoring, to write these books and do other things. But having that bigger sense of what I love acts as a compass it keeps me kind of pointing in the direction i have to be wise about where i'm going to earn the money um, my stepdaughter is an actress she's always wanted to be an actress she's a brilliant actress she loves it i mean really she said what do you love she loves it she's had all kinds of pressures and knockbacks to give up acting but she loves it and she has to earn money because actors are not always in work. So she's yeah. had to find a way of earning money. Now, she's come up with a very clever way. So uh, hospitals, uh, medical schools, 
when doctors are training have to practice in front of examiners on people who are pretending to have certain illnesses. And guess what? They use actors. So she earns her money as an actor in a hospital helping these medical students go through their examinations in order to fund her staying with what she loves doing. So we have to we can get creative based on what we love. So it's important to make sure that you're always doing something that you do love, but making sure that you do still make time to be able to have a job to earn money for. Yes, yes. And I think there are very, 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 very few people who've said, I've given up everything, I've done nothing, and I hope someone discovers that I'm a wonderful singer. Yeah. Um, it's, it's how can I keep on pursuing my wonderful singing and looking for those breaks, because you're right, often it does involve a great break, but how do you create that luck? Um, and sometimes you've, you've just got to find a creative way of earning some money to do that and best if you can earn your money doing something that you enjoy doing that's good yeah so when we were planning this series and talking Mm. over our ideas for it you mentioned to me about the something called the eight intelligences and when you were explaining them to me I found it really interesting because it's all about how we think and for everyone the intelligences that you are the best at or that help you learn the best are going to be completely different to someone else yes because i'd say me and my sister my sister's got lots of common sense and she thinks very logically about things whereas i'm not as logical as her and it just i found it really interesting the way that how that how they all link together to create the person who we are and how we think and how we learn. So can you just define what they are and what you mean by them? Yes, I think it's really important. So this notion of intelligence is links to what we love. We all love to learn in a different way. Now, here's the problem. We all go to school and they put 30 kids, give or take, in a classroom. And we all go through the same curriculum, the same way, um, based on a one or two learning styles, which is fine if you love learning that way. Um, but if you don't, then you're really going to struggle at school. And that's not, well, it may be a criticism of school or not, but what I really want to get across is, look, there are, uh, this is well-researched, there are at least eight different learning intelligences that we can have. And if we can learn what ours is, then we can really give ourselves to that style of learning that we love. So let me just go through them and then we can talk a bit about them. So the first one is called visual spatial. In other words, some people just learn by seeing. They can see things. So um, that's how I kind of get around the country, really. I I see things. People still laugh at me um, when we're driving and say, which way to go? I still look and see where's the sun. I say, oh, the sun is there and it's midday, so that must be south, so we're heading west. And they go, you know, that is what they used to do a thousand years ago, Trevor. But it's because I'm 
I'm visually looking at where we are, and I, and when I'm driving, I visually think, oh, we've we've just turned an angle there, and we've done that, and we're moving in that direction. So, that kind of visual awareness. Uh, my wife is an artist, so she sees everything visually. If you listen to her talk, she talks visually. She she says everything is l- like something else. So. You'll ask her about something, she'll, well, it's like this. And she'll describe a picture of something or an image of something. Because everything in her mind is an image, a picture. So that's how she learns. Now, it's no surprise for you to know that she really struggled at school when everything was just down to words. Because yeah. it's not, she didn't love words. She loved the visual. So that's the first one. The second one then is linguistic verbal. Now, I love words. I really love words. So I I kind of enjoy words like food almost. And I, I remember the words and how writers use a certain phrase. So that's a particular learning intelligence. Loving words, whether it's written. I love spoken word poetry, how these spoken word poets play with words. So some people love that. And that's how they learn best, through words. Um, the third of the learning intelligence is called interpersonal. In other words, how you relate to people. Some people seem to learn best through their relationship with others. It's kind of in that conversation, us chatting about something. And, and they, they really can get hold of and, and grasp ideas in the relationship through the conversation. The fourth learning intelligence is called Intra, so if inter means between, intra means inside. So intrapersonal means your self-awareness. Awareness of your own emotions, of your own motives, self-reflection. That some people just really kind of, that's what they love doing. They love that deep self-reflection. And always about finding out about themselves. Absolutely. And yeah, well, what is this? And what is that? Oh, yeah, well, that relates to how I was feeling last week in that situation. Yeah, it makes sense that they would do that. Yeah, that's right. So um, the fifth one is called logical mathematical. So that's that kind of reasoning thing. So if A plus B equals C. Now that's logical, rational thinking. And um, so it's very reasons, very logical, uh, you know, it's loving the data, loving the analysis. The sixth intelligence is called musical. Now, you'd say, well, how is that a learning intelligence? Well, you only need to ask some young people the words to songs, and they know absolutely every word because they connect the words with the song. And you ask them about something else they've learned at school. They say, oh, I can't remember that. can't remember how to spell this. can't remember how to spell that. But they can remember. It's because of the music. They, the music is what gives them the real joy and the sound of that music. And it could be patterns. It could be rhythms that they really enjoy. Um, seventh intelligence is called bodily or kinesthetic intelligence. Is, is they need to move. Now, if someone has got bodily kinesthetic intelligence and you stick them at a desk for six to seven hours a day, are they going to learn well? No, they're really not. You let them stand up, just stand up, they'll learn better because their whole way that they love to learn, they want to move. They actually want to have their bodies engaged in 
in the learning process. You know, if you ask them to, I don't know, go and learn some facts, you know, send them out in the playground with a ball and and kind of bouncing the ball while remembering the facts, they're probably going to remember the facts more because they've, they can move, they've associated it with a bodily movement. Um, So movement, uh, coordination, control exercises. Uh, And the last one, is called naturalistic. In other words, you're in tune with the nature and the environment. You see everything through what's going on out there in nature and environment. You can relate it all to that. So, you know, if they're learning chemistry, they'll be thinking about, well, what's going on when that bit of iron is in that water and how is it affecting that stream right now? That's how they'll be thinking. They'll be looking at a tree and thinking, well, that's really interesting in terms of, well, wonder what's going on there in terms of what keeps that tree strong? How does it stand upright? How does it stand upright when it's so tall? So they're relating their learning through nature all the time. So that's kind of quick whiz through the eight intelligences. Yeah. So would you think then that by understanding how we think and how we use the eight intelligences do you think that will then help us discover what we love because it will help us uh, discover how we learn to how we learn to love yes and it it, it took me a long time i wish i'd have known about these eight intelligences at school because i found it really hard to learn facts at school and of course exams are largely about can you recite the facts and i really struggled uh, and yet stick me in an English debate, I'd, I'd love it, really enjoy it. So I think certainly understanding your intelligence uh, is is really key. It's a really important clue. Um, because what you don't want to do, I mean, one is it'll help you shape how you learn. So even if it's school limits you to a couple of those intelligence, when you get home, when you do your homework, do it your way. <laughs> You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, use your learning style. So intelligences help us learn what we love, what we enjoy, and we can practice it ourselves. But it also, when it comes to doing a job, let's say you, you get this job and you go into the office and you, you know, you go to an interview and you realize everyone's sitting down at a desk and, and everyone's working at data. And you know that your learning intelligence is bodily, it's kinesthetic. And it's musical. Well, that's, it's probably going to kill you, isn't it? Sitting there like that doing every day. And, and the reason why that's important, if you sit in an environment that takes your energy away from you, it will affect everything about you. It will affect your confidence. It will affect your mental health. It will affect your relationships in time. It will affect your, your physical health ultimately. So all of these are really important clues as to how do we shape the kind of direction that we're heading in life. Yeah. So right at the start, you talked about how what we love is linked to energy. Can you just expand on what you meant by that? Well, we've got this energy that's natural. You know, that energy that you're born with, it it drives you to grow. It drives you to go and look at the world, grow in the world. When the energy is up, you're going to do more of that. You are going to become more of who you are in the world the more you tap into that energy. Imagine it like, I don't know, a big fire hose and the water is freely running through it. 
to put yourself in an, a place of something you don't love is like putting a blockage in the pipe. It means the water gets blocked in some way. So there's not so much flow, which means you are going to become less than who you could become. Someone once said, you know, once you've lost, when you lose your joy, you've lost your way. And I've always remembered that because that's like this compass, this this kind of the the love question we're talking about here. When you've lost the love of something, the joy of it, you're probably off track. Now, I had this, so let me just tell you a little bit quickly about my story. I'd been cycle racing. I had to choose A-levels. So I was like, oh my goodness, what do I want to do? Now, so I just, a couple of my friends were going to go to medical school. I thought, that sounds great. I really, you know, kind of caught my attention. So I, I chose three science A-levels and headed off down that track. About a month into my A-level course, my joy, my love was going down. Like something's not right here. And what I realized is my other friends who were studying English literature and had carried on studying art and other different disciplines like psychology and stuff like that, I was thinking, that sounds far more interesting. I'm far more interested in that. And, and what I had not had is a conversation with someone when I chose those A-levels. They just said, what do you want to do? I said, oh, a doctor. They said, well, you need to do physics, chemistry, uh, and biology, and, and maybe some maths. So I was like, okay. And I just did it. I didn't think, do I love it? Uh, of course, I don't. I didn't love them at all. And I, I wasn't even good at learning in the kind of logical, mathematical way that most of those disciplines required. So I missed having someone who had those conversations with me that said, what do you really love, Trevor? What do you really love? Uh, and we'll get into that kind of why do you want to do what you do? And I'll come back to that example because there were some clues. The clues are always there if we stop and look at them and dig a little bit deeper. Um, so I think that's why this issue of energy is so important. But, you know, I, uh, for me, I, I went to my sixth form tutor and I said, I think I've chosen the wrong subjects. And they said, tough. So um, I had a tough couple of couple years. Of years. Yeah. Really tough. Yeah. To finish up with talking about this question, what do you think if somebody listening says can only take away one thing from this question that will give us the most help or the most guidance, what do you think that would be? I would either get the notebook we've talked about having or get a good friend or both. And just at the top, I would write the question, what do I love? And I would just brain dump everything. What do I love? You know, I love Mars bars and ice cream and I love this and I love that. Don't censor it. And don't try and say, oh, I love Mars bars, so I'm going to go and work for Mars Corporation or Cadbury's. You know, it's not, don't try and jump to an answer. What we're looking for is the evidence, the clues that we can then put together later on in this series how can we bring those clues? So I would just say, take that question and follow your joy. Everything. You know, I loved going to holiday to Austria. I didn't enjoy going to holiday in this place. I loved doing that. I didn't I love doing this. So sometimes look at the opposite when you didn't love something, when the joy went and say, well, okay, what was the opposite of that? Just let yourself roam free on the love question. 
for uh, for a period of time and come back to it because you you'll go away and you'll think and you'll come back and say oh well, I love this and I love that and then you just add to it uh, and you'll know you know you're on the right track with this question because you'll feel your energy going up you'll feel that you are filling out as a person rather than shrinking so it's all about focusing on what we love before focusing on how what that could mean yes absolutely well thank you for talking to me today about this question and we hope that everyone listening will like trevor said either sit down with a notebook or with a friend and just start the conversation with what do you love We hope you have enjoyed this episode and are able to take something useful from our conversation. Thank you for being a part of Talking Teenage Life and make sure to follow our socials. See you next time.